Hello. It's good to be with you today as we continue to faithfully worship remotely. I pray you are all doing well, and I thank you for remembering the ministries we do together by sending in your offerings. Today, let us begin with the confession and forgiveness. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I ask you to silently confess your sin in the presence of God God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead to sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. God of compassion, you have opened the way for us and brought us to yourself. Pour your love into our hearts that overflowing with joy, we may freely share the blessing of your realm and faithfully proclaim the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought to wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread, that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah, and said, Make ready, quickly, three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant, who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, There in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? 
Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, Oh, yes, you did laugh. The Lord dealt with Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had planned. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave him the name Isaac, whom Sarah bore him, and Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight years old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Now Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, Who would ever have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Sarah and Abraham a happily married couple who have been together for many years. They had long given up the idea that Sarah would have children. They were content to live out their lives as they were. Now I'm sure Sarah felt that she had been cheated out of raising children and giving Abraham what every man deserved, male offspring, to carry on the family name. Then one day, their lives changed forever. As Abraham rested by his tent in the hottest part of the day, three men approached him. At once he recognized the Lord and sprang into action. He greeted the Lord and the two angels that accompanied him. He brought them water to wash their feet and had them rest in the shade while he went to prepare them food and drink. Of course, the first thing Abraham did was go into the tent and put Sarah to work baking bread. He then summoned his servant to prepare the meat as he gathered the milk and the curds that would accompany the meal. When all was done, he presented the food to the visitors and stood by as they ate their meal. After they were done and about to leave, they blessed Abraham and Sarah with the promise of a child. Abraham stood by solemnly, taking in what he had just heard. Sarah, who was still in the tent, shook her head in disbelief and laughed to herself. She knew that she was beyond ever fulfilling that promise. But the Lord would not let her disbelief go without addressing it. He looked right at Abraham and said, Why did Sarah laugh? Now Abraham may not have even heard Sarah laugh and may have been taken totally off guard with that question. The blank look on his face caused the Lord to say, Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Those words may have made Abraham turn toward Sarah and scowl at her with a look that said, What were you thinking? Sarah saw the look on Abraham's face and realized that she had just insulted the Lord. She gulped and said the only thing she could think of. I did not laugh. 
She may have thought that would end the discussion. But as the men left, the Lord looked back and said to Sarah, Oh yes, you did laugh. After all, there is no fooling the Lord. Now even though the visit did not end on the best of terms, the Lord did not go back on his promise. Sarah gave birth to a son, and again she laughed. This time she was laughing for joy at the goodness of the Lord. It is interesting how the visit from the Lord brought two totally different responses from Sarah and Abraham. Sarah did not hesitate, or Abraham did not hesitate to take on the role of the servant and began immediately to serve the Lord and his companions. He did not doubt anything the Lord said or did that day. And then there was Sarah. She did what Abraham instructed her to do. She was dutiful. But when she heard what these men were predicting would happen to her, doubt crept in. She thought she knew more than they did when it came to her life. She may not even have recognized the Lord when the visit first when the visitors first arrived. They could have been three strangers who just happened to be traveling by. After all, Abraham would have been a good host no matter who was looking for rest and food. What Abraham knew right away, that he was in the presence of the Lord, Sarah failed to recognize until later. So who are we more like? Abraham or Sarah? How do we respond to the presence of God in our midst? Do we accept what God has to offer? Or do we think we know best how our lives should take shape? When God tells us what we should be doing, do we become the obedient servant like Abraham? Or do we laugh like Sarah? For me, when it came to listening to God about my call to ministry, I was more like Sarah. I laughed when God first suggested I should become a pastor. That was not what I envisioned for my life. Oh, I enjoyed church work, but I always considered myself a behind-the-scenes kind of person, not the one who would stand up front and lead a congregation. But God was persistent, about as persistent as I was stubborn. It took a while for me to finally give in to what God had in mind for the rest of my life. I'm sure you can all think of times when God was nudging you in one direction and you were either going without hesitation or shaking your head and saying, are you kidding me? Either one is a natural reaction, but I think most of the time our first reaction is more like Sarah's, and that is when we have to remember that nothing is too wonderful for the Lord. God has our best interests in mind when those nudgings begin. It just takes us longer sometimes to be brave enough to let God take over our lives. When control is lost, it is a scary thing. But when God is in charge, good things happen. Then our laughter is not from doubt, but
but from joy. The next time God is speaking to you, remember what happened to Abraham and Sarah. God kept the promise made to them, and God will keep the promises made to you. Even if you start out laughing like Sarah, I pray you will eventually become the willing servant like Abraham, and then your joy will be complete. Amen. Let us join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Called into the unity with one another and with the whole creation, let us pray for our shared world. Holy One, you bring us together and call us your own. Bless all who help us grow in faith. Guide your church that we might be a holy people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy One, the whole earth is yours. Where there is fire, bring cool air and new growth. Where there is flooding, bring dryness. Where there is drought, bring rain. 
Inspire us to care for what you have provided. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy One, you have created divisions which are not pleasing to you. Where there is conflict, raise up leaders who will work for peace. Be with all those in military service in their families, especially Andrew Grau. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy One, you care for those who are helpless. Heal those who are sick. Feed those who hunger and empower all whose voices go unheard. Be with all those who suffer in mind, body, and spirit, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy One, you provide a plentiful harvest of gifts and resources. Help us to gather the fruits of this congregation and use them as we work for your glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy One, you bring all people to yourself. We give thanks for those who have gone before us. Sustain us in our mission until the day you bear us up to join the saints in light. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and those too deep for words, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.